Hey everyone, this is Joe from History Inc. I want to make a quick preface of this episode and kind of warn you guys that this is really unstructured. It is me more ranting about the War of 1812 and the misconceptions that go hand in hand with that based on some things I saw off of Instagram. So if you don't really want a much more informal episode where I'm kind of on a soapbox the whole time, which I apologize for, I would recommend listening to any other episodes uh, of History Inc. that you haven't listened to yet. Or you can listen to the first episode of my other podcast I'm working on with some good friends of mine. Uh, It's called Americana, not on Spotify, but you can listen to it on Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, I believe Apple Podcast, and some other cool uh, podcasting sites. So there's that. I talk about some personal stuff that's going on in my life right now uh, for about the first three minutes of the segment after this commercial break. So I want to give you guys a fair warning and let you know that if this might not be your episode or sound like your episode, that's all right. You don't have to listen. But if you do, thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, thank you for listening. But for now, here is a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. I'm Joe. This is History, Inc. As always, um, before we get into the show, I wanted to just you know talk a little bit about some things that's going on in my life. Um, not to be too awkward or force any sort of regular conversation on anybody, but uh, I'm starting college uh, this Monday. Monday is August 26th. Today is Saturday, August 24th. Uh, I'm kind of nervous. I'm excited. Um, so there's that. One thing I'm excited for is my classes. Uh, I take uh, two history classes this semester, which is cool. Anything that is above 15 credits at my college is free. It's a free course because really they only want you to take five classes and they they reward you if you take more. So I took another history class because I want to get as many history credits as I possibly can to work towards my major. I eventually want to get a master's in history and eventually a PhD and uh, a doctorate so I could maybe be a professor at a college. There's a lot you can do with history PhD, so, you know. So I took another class, another history class, uh, more than more than I needed. Um, but I'm pretty excited for them, though. Um... I have the Battle of Gettysburg as one of my classes, and if you know me, that shouldn't be too surprising. <laughs> I'm really interested in the Battle of Gettysburg. Why I haven't made an episode about it is that I don't, I, I don't really don't know how to format an episode like that and without having to go extremely in-depth and talk about a lot that requires a lot of work. And in college, I don't know, you know, my schedule's going to be like enough where I could say, okay, yeah, I'm comfortable with working on a podcast episode right now. Anyways, so I'm taking the Battle of Gettysburg class. That should be really interesting. That's more of just a lecture class, not extremely intensive on work. Um, but I'm taking another history class that is extremely intensive, uh, and it's called uh, World at War. It's about or the class rather is about World War II. Excuse me. Uh, it's about pretty much every aspect of World War II from 1939 uh, to 1945. So it talks about the, uh, the political situation in Europe and America and all over the globe, pretty much. It talks about the economic factors that go into effect during and after World War II, and as well as the military history. Uh, I was a little reluctant to take this course, but I really want to get to know the professor. Um, I'm not extremely interested in World War II, and I think the reason I'm not interested in World War II as much is because growing up as a kid, my dad was really interested in it. And it seems like everybody was interested in it. And they really are. Everyone was really interested in World War II. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But that kind of pushed me away 
into looking at things that not everybody was interested in, that I could form my own interests. And that's why I got into, like, the Civil War, for example. Uh, it was kind of tangible history, if you will. It was fought close by. You know, the Battle of Gettysburg is about two hours away from where I live. There's battlefields in Virginia that are only two hours away from where I live. So uh, and that was a little more tangible for me, and it seems like it, a, lot of, a lot of people are interested in the Civil War, obviously. But, you know, I wanted to focus something on something that was not really giving a lot of attention in the area that I grew up in. There's a lot of World War II memorials and veterans that live around my area, and I just kind of wanted to break away from that. But it's been about three minutes of me talking, and I don't want to put you off. All right, so I'm really going to get into the episode now. I've been talking for long enough. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about the War of 1812. Um, I'm not really going to talk about the war, but rather the misconceptions and the, and the historical legacy of the War of 1812. One thing that is cool about the War of 1812 is recently it's been, get, been getting a lot of attention, um, which is great. It used to be, it's called America's Forgotten War. I still call it that. Um, but people have been really uh, actually looking and seeking out st uh, information about the War of 1812 which is awesome. I think that's really great that people are want to learn about not only history, but the War of 1812 of all things, which is really cool. I've always liked the War of 1812. I've been learning about it for the past four or five years and reading about it, so it's cool to actually see that people are, you know, being attracted to that sort of stuff, um, interest-wise. But the reason I'm making this episode um, is I was scrolling on Instagram the other day, if you don't follow me on Instagram, History Smash 1863, all lowercase, no spaces, shameless plug. I was, but anyway, I was on Instagram the other day, and I saw a post. I follow the White House History um, account, and I saw a post about the burning of Washington, uh, especially in, the, of course, the White House. This is the White House History uh, site. So they have the picture, or the painting rather, of the White House burning. So I decided to look in the comments and see what people had to say about this. I wanted to see if there was any sort of patriotic emotions elicited from this work. And the very first comment I came across was um, a comment that says, "This is why guns in all capitals are very important part or are a very important part of our nation. This is why guns are a very important part of our nation." That's what he said. Um, and I'm not going to go extremely political on this. If you want to hear my political beliefs, you can go listen to Americana, which is also available not on Spotify, but on Anchor, Google Podcasts. I forget where else. <laughs> Whoops, I should probably know. But uh, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll preface this with. Is I grew up with guns. Uh, I, I know how to use guns. I am very respectful of guns. I like guns. I think we should still have the right to retain guns. But... Don't get my political leanings messed up with that statement because it, they might not be exactly what you think based on that single statement. Anyways, that's all I'll say. So he said, this is why guns are a very important part of our nation. With a uh, sunglasses wearing emoji, a fist, and American flag. <laughs> so I replied, circumstances were a bit different, but I see what you mean. And someone else replied, and because history never, ever repeats itself, and, and it's in parentheses it says sarcastic tone, then it's a clap, a heart, and an, an American flag. That's important to understand uh, that their beliefs as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I replied then. I said, we haven't been invaded by England since, so I think we're doing all right. 
Uh, and then she replied, invasions never, ever happen in today's world, which is a crazy statement, in which I then replied, really, because the U.S. invaded Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, and other places in the past two or three decades, and besides, it happened all the time across the world. Russia, was in, or Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014, and so on and so forth. I gave a list of explanations of other invasions. Now, this you may think I'm just an annoying, you know, actually kind of person, but, you know... It's important to me that people understand the history. And the reason I commented uh, on the, this is why guns are very important, and saying circumstances are a bit different, but I, get, I see what you mean, is that I feel like this is being confused with the revolution, because the U.S. fought most of the War of 1812 with pre-armed militia and the U.S. military. So it wasn't really a thing where it was like, you know, a bunch of farmers band together to fight the British. It's it's an actual, more formal type of engagement where we did, we used a lot of militia, of course, but that's still part of the military in in a way that is already armed. Like you would have an army that the militia would be supplied by. So this isn't more of like a personal gun issue. It's not like you have a right to to own a gun and you can fight with that gun. Um, because that really wasn't the case for the War of 1812. There wasn't a lot of, you know, Minutemen-type uh, groups. So that's why I brought that up. And I, I said I, I understood where he might be confused, or I, I, I understood his point, rather. So that's why I said that. And um, to break down the rest of the conversation, when the lady said, you know, because history never repeats itself, I assumed then that things were kind of going off this, like... American Revolution idea of private gun ownership. And that is why I said, we haven't been invaded by England since, so I think we're doing okay. Because I thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, when you say, like, oh, history repeats itself, you know, this is why we have to have guns, because England invades. But we haven't been invaded since. So, I mean, to play the devil's advocate, essentially, there, is saying, like, let me think of an example here. Okay, so, say the power goes out, I need batteries, and I find batteries, and the power comes back on. I'm thinking a little too far into it, so I'm just going to leave that part be. And the invasions, when she said there's never invasions in today's world, that was just kind of a dumb thing to say, in my opinion. Because, and I, I don't mean to be very picky about people's personalities, but I looked at her account, and right in her thing, it says she's a suburban mom of two anti-vaxxer so I had to assume that maybe she really didn't know what she was talking about or at least didn't pay attention to the news I don't want to sound extremely rude uh, <laughs> but anyways continuing on with the discussion um, someone else commented this is the only other comment I'll bring up uh, someone else commented that quote the battle of New Orleans was the decisive victory the decisive victory he says the British were repelled at Baltimore but their army was destroyed in the Louisiana swamps in the attempt to capture New Orleans. So he's right, sort of, uh, most of the time. New Orleans was an American victory. He's got that, and the British were repelled from Baltimore. He has that as, re he has that as well. Um, but I replied that the Treaty of Ghent was signed already, but they didn't know that in the New Orleans and at the front. So had the treaty been pushed off a month or so later, the U.S. would have won, uh, politically and strategically, if you will. So yes, uh, New Orleans was an American victory, and it would have been decisive under different circumstances. But 
not decisive in our own timeline, of course. You'd have to go into some alternate history to really be like, well, New Orleans was the decisive victory that ended the War of 1812 in an American victory. But we now know that the War of 1812 wasn't an American victory. We essentially forfeited, uh, and sur- not forfeited, but rather surrendered to the English um, because we couldn't really t- take on a war anymore. Um, but as he says, New Orleans was a decisive victory that brought about an end of the war. And that is a common misconception with the War of 1812. People say, uh, because we won the Battle of New Orleans, Andrew, Andrew Jackson won the Battle of New Orleans, we won the War of 1812. Only one part of that is right, and that is that Andrew Jackson won the Battle of New Orleans. Uh, and as, as, I, as I said in that comment, let's say the, the Treaty of Ghent had been pushed off a month or a month and a half or something. Jackson wins the Battle of New Orleans. That would have given the U.S. some leverage to essentially call it quits there and say, okay, we've won, you know, we beat you at Baltimore and then New Orleans. But even then, if you kind of think about it, we still might have lost because those are like the two biggest victories of the war. Uh, and we, we lost on just about every other front possible. So, you know, we tried to invade Canada. That didn't work at all. You know, we lost the Battle of Bladensburg terribly. We were pushed back. We, had, we, let the, we let our own capital burn. I mean, you know, we weren't doing that hot. So, you know, even if you think about it, maybe the U.S. might not have won the war if the Treaty of Ghent had not been signed already by the time the Battle of New Orleans was fought. If it was pushed off a month or two months we still might not have won, and that's really interesting. I just kind of came across that, more of a revelation, I suppose. But that's a really interesting point, and I would like to maybe elaborate upon that in my own mind, but to (laughs) keep you from boredom, if you will, and me not rattling on as much, uh, I won't. (laughs) I won't indulge that much into it. But uh, I also saw a comment on there that said, you know, the War of 1812 was kind of the Americans' fault, and, you know, it was just kind of a, a waste of life and resources. And I thought that was an interesting point, um, because if you look at, like, the motives of the War of 1812, like, the buildup of the War of 1812 is, so, in Europe, the Napoleonic Wars are going on, and the French have a blockade, and the British have a blockade, so American uh, ship uh, shipping is kind of stuck in the middle, uh, because... America was sending supplies to France, obviously some goods and not rather rather not military supplies. I make it sound like it would be military supplies, but they were trading with with France with Napoleon. So uh, to protect this, Napoleon had a uh, like a naval blockade, and the English had a naval blockade eventually to kind of con- combat that. And American ship shippers were stu- and sailors were stuck in the middle, and. The English ships would often capture American trading boats and say that they were sort of implanted Englishmen. They would say, where, you know, where are you from? From America? No, you're just an implanted Englishman. This is a very quick uh, way of describing it. <laughs> so they would either sometimes kill, most of the time capture, and I believe this, the number is around 15,000 American soldiers in a few years and take most of the goods. So that is a really, I think, ju- just a really good justification, if you will, to say that America might want to go to war. Of course, war is a, a pretty bad thing to jump to immediately, 
So eventually, James Madison put it to Congress to ask for a declaration of war against England. They passed it. So I guess you could say it's America's fault by declaring war. I don't know. That's It's kind of sketchy, some gray area. I guess it's not, though. I mean, could you blame America for wanting to, quote-unquote, punish England for stealing over 15,000 American sailors and a lot of goods, you know? I don't know. England's had some pretty messed up stuff they were doing in the past. It's a good question. It's a good question that maybe I'm not even able to answer. (laughs) But... You know, I feel like the War of 1812 has uh, a very mixed legacy, and I think it's good that people are looking into it uh, and figuring out actually what happened and the truth of it, so maybe things like this won't happen as much, uh, where people might get the the motives and the ideas uh, of the War of 1812 mixed up with maybe the revolution or just somewhere out of the blue, I don't know. This is a very extremely informal episode. I hope you guys really liked it. Um, <laughs> kind of patchwork. I enjoyed talking about this. I like I like a nice, uh, good historical discussion, especially about the War of 1812. I'm going to try to make a lot more episodes now that I'm kind of inspired to do it again, you know. Uh, but I gotta get I got to get through my first week, some classes, get some classes out of the way. Uh, while you're here, I have you. Please listen to Americana. Not available on Spotify, but available just about anywhere you can get podcasts. Google Podcasts. I think Apple Podcasts. Uh, Anchor Podcasts. You can listen to it on your on an app or in the web browser, I believe. Um, I think Breaker, Breaker Podcasts, Beaker Podcasts. I don't know. Let, just look up Americana Podcasts wherever you, wherever you can if you want to listen to it. Listen to it. I would really appreciate that. Appreciate your support. New episode of Americana Americana should be coming out very shortly. I'm Joe. This was History Inc. Have a good day. So that was my weird ranting episode of History Inc. If you stayed this long, if you're hearing this, thanks a lot. Much appreciated. Uh, Hopefully you learned something. You liked it enough. I don't know. wasn't one of my greatest episodes, but I really wanted to make something, and I really thought this was a good idea. I am working on an episode. I'm going to upload a segment of Americana to this. Hopefully you guys will like it. Thanks for listening.